Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chris Carpman covers Arizona State Sun Devil Source with us with Craig Smoke and David Smoke on 365 Sports. Uh, all right, Chris, we saw the story earlier that the uh, Arizona State and the NCAA are trying to maybe work something out. What is the working out? Is it to just make sure nothing else is hammered on them or maybe to uh, alleviate some of the penalties? Well, they've been in a bifurcated process. Um, there's negotiated resolutions that take place with the, the, the NCAA and the schools that have committed the infractions. That's a, a common remedy that, that's uh, uh, become something that has gone on over the last couple of years as part of the process. Um, and so basically it's almost like a plea arrangement, I guess, if you will. Uh, to use an analogy that people might get, you're basically, um, you get, you, you make suggestions about what punishments you're willing to absorb, and then you get a, get a, get a, an answer back from the NCAA, and then whether or not that's sufficient to bring to a conclusion the totality of the, the case, or if additional punishments may be needed, and then um, if, if that's the case, then you basically go back and you do this negotiation that takes place. And they've been in that process with the NCAA for at least the last three months. I do believe that it's getting very close to a resolution. ASU has been self-imposing penalties um, for at least uh, two years, two full years now. Uh, going back to, I started with Herm Edwards, Antonio Pierce, not being able to recruit on the road two winters ago, uh, December, January, which is a, a time that, as you guys know, uh, coaches are out on the road visiting with recruits. And then um, the other uh, part of it is they, they have restricted the number of official visitors they've had on campus. 
the times that coaches have been able to go out on the road recruiting, um, including this this month or last month, January, uh, the ASU staff has to go on the road recruiting for a full week. Um, and there's going to be scholarship uh, restrictions that uh, they've already taken on. They had a self-imposed scholarship restriction last year, and they will be this year. So there, a lot of the uh, the the damage that is a result of the NCAA investigation it has already been uh, absorbed via the self-sanctions that have taken place over a two-year period, and they will probably concluding this year. Chris, we know a couple of guys you mentioned aren't, aren't you know, going to be all that hurt by this. Antonio Pierce is now the head coach of the, the Raiders, and Herm Edwards has media gigs and is talking about how he recruited Brock Purdy back in the day and all these different <laughs> types of things. But uh, I know Kenny Dillingham spoke out when the, the bowl ban came out right at the beginning of last year, um, which I don't think was you know quite expected. But what's he kind of said since then? What's sort of the feel and, and what sense of relief do you think there will be to just have this dark cloud not hanging over the program any longer? Well, it goes back to the um, when they self-imposed the, the postseason ban a week before the season started last year. That was something that I had said much earlier on, a year, a year or so earlier, that was going to eventually uh, be very likely to happen. So uh, that, that was a major thing. Of course, he knew coming in, taking the job at ASU, the, the, the situation was going to include a lot of uh, penalties. Um, most of which were going to be self-imposed even, even prior to uh, a final rendering of the, the NCAA um, on the program. And, um, of course, that's, these are things that you're operating kind of with a hand tied behind your back, and it's not preferable, but also it's not being catastrophic to them, particularly with so much of their roster being built via the transfer portal, uh, short-cycle recruitment that are not uh, the same as you know, an impact as when you can't bring high school recruits onto your campus or communicate with them as much as you want, things of that nature. So uh, it, it's, it's certainly not preferable, not advantageous. It, it is a disadvantage, but uh, probably not as severely restricted to what they've been able to accomplish um, since he arrived. And, and I think that the, that burden will continue to lessen over time through this year and, and probably not have much of a factor on the program next year and beyond. Chris, uh, obviously Arizona had turmoil with the fish headed to Washington. Now they have Brennan uh, and Washington lost to Boer. And, and it's, it's kind of a year in spring and summer of transition anyway. Did any of that at all, was there any shrapnel at all that affected Arizona State with all the changes? Uh, no. Um, in fact, ASU... Uh, uh, landed a transfer from Arizona, Jacob Kungaika, who's a defensive lineman who spent the last two years uh, as a second-team defensive tackle. Um, it, the ASU and Arizona haven't really been recruiting a lot of the same players, not like a bunch of overlap of their targets or anything like that. Uh, I think, you know, if anything, it probably helps ASU a little bit uh, with messaging to local recruits. Um, and, and ASU's uh, offered some some other uh, prospects, like a couple Washington players who decided they're going to take a look around. But I don't think that, that either one of those moves overall are kind of going on with the, the, the conference rearrangement, realignment, the move to the Big 12. I don't think that too many of those things have had a negatively disruptive impact on ASU. 
So, Chris, the schedules come out for 2024 in this first year in the Big 12 as uh, the conference announced one of the four protected rivalries, Arizona and Arizona State. You get that at the the very end of the year, the the last uh, week in there in November. Um, Outside of that, what sort of pops out to you as far as just what you saw on that 2024 schedule? Well, it's just weird, right? Um, I've I've spent my whole life following the Pac-12 conference. Uh, my dad went to USC. His dad went to USC. I grew up uh, living in Los Angeles and coming to, to ASU and following ASU football closely for more than a quarter century. And um, when you see back-to-back games uh, that ASU is playing at Texas State and then at Texas Tech, that's right. like that's jarring, you know. And and ASU's played some of these teams before in the pack in the Big Twelve. Um, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State the last couple of years, making another trip to Stillwater this year. Uh, but just the, the, when you look overall at the schedule and you see five road games in the Big 12, that's just, that's just jarring. And it, it's going to take some getting used to for fans. Uh, there's, there's, it's a bittersweet thing because um, people kind of regret that a lot of the history is, is not continuing. But then also there's excitement. Uh, there's an understanding that football really means a lot to Big 12 programs um, throughout the conference, and fan bases are great, and uh, they'll be able fans will be able to go and visit new places and, and some of these experiences that will be very different, and that's going to be fun. 